Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. The following is the live call-in show from this past Sunday night, October 2nd, 2022. Scotty G joins me, and we take your calls talking about the news of this past week. And, of course, we talk about how Walt Disney World handled Hurricane Ian. And we get some cool perspectives during this call. Listener Greg calls in, and he works for the National Weather Service. And we have a fun discussion about how... Walt Disney World goes about predicting these storms and how to assess these storms, how to predict what they're going to do with their resorts, their theme parks, and how they're going to plan for their reactions to how these these situations will unfold for their guests. So that was super interesting. And then Lister Wade calls in because his son's down working at Art of Animation on the college program and gives us some perspective as to what it was like to be a cast member riding out the hurricane working at the resorts. So we get some behind the scenes information on that as well. Lots of other great calls during this hour on tonight's show too. As always, don't forget our podcasts are always brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. They're over at the magic Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. When you shop online, that one extra click really does help us out. It's be our slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the be our guest podcast. You make all of these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage hey hey hey, everybody welcome to the bogp open line for sunday night october 2nd 2022 my name is mike rallman host of the be our guest podcast of course from be our guest podcast.com and uh, first of all, I want to apologize for the voice, because uh, if you're listening here on Thursday on the feed, I did leave my voice back in Columbia, Missouri on a wild Saturday night. I had to give my all for the old Mizzou, and uh, we almost got him across the finish line. Keyword, almost. But I did everything I could. My Apple Watch was giving me alerts. My body couldn't have taken any more. My emotions are still raw. In my voice, my throat is on fire, and it's almost 24 hours later. But we are here. We play through pain on the Be Our Guest podcast. We do not miss a start, and we're going to have a good time taking your calls, talking all things Disney today. And also joining me today, he's my Yadier Molina to my Adam Wainwright. We have your friend of mine, hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Hey, Mike. I still have my voice because my Spartans never even stood a chance yesterday against Maryland. Oh man, who would have thought? Because you guys had all the momentum early in the season. Yeah, well, we played Western and Akron to start the season, <laughs> so we felt pretty good then. But yeah, um, some really tough losses, and guess what? It doesn't get any better. We got Ohio State coming to East Lansing this upcoming weekend, so it's going to be a tough year for the Spartans. But hey, that's all right. We're here to talk Disney. We're going to have a good time. Uh, some good stuff just happened. The 51st anniversary of Walt Disney World, and what everyone was talking about this weekend was Epcot 40th. So we are going to hit some news here off the top of the show. It's going to be a brief news segment just to kind of spur some ideas for calls because tonight, more than any other night, we're going to need your calls at 407-413-9395, mini trip reports. You want to talk about any of these things we're going to bring up here in just a second. That's what we're going to do because I can't talk a whole lot. Scott's going to kind of lead it, but a couple things we thought we might talk about. Um, First of all, you mentioned the 51st anniversary of Walt Disney World. 
We were there for the 50th. So that I can't believe that was a year ago yesterday at this point. What do you recall? Like, what was your highlight from this time last year? I was just surprised at like how easy it was to get on attractions that day. Do you remember like the, the build up to that? We were just like, oh my God, like it's going to be three hour lines for Space Mountain and like you're just not going to be able to walk. Like we were able to walk. We were able to do stuff. It was, the eating was crazy, but we were lucky that Marlesa got us that Crystal Palace ADR. So we were able to eat and sit down. But I was just surprised that just how easy it was to na- navigate through the parks, I would say, Ex- except when it got at night, when, when it became time for enchantment, then it, things got kind of crazy. And as we all know, that was kind of a disappointing show for us the first time through. It's grown on me a little bit, you know, a year later. But uh, reflecting back on the year, though, Mike, like I'm still kind of disappointed in the 50th. Like I thought there was going to be more throughout the whole like first year. Like we've gotten some taste of things, you know, like the gold statues, like these these new uh, fireworks shows. But like I feel like it's just kind of been flat. (laughs) I don't know what your thoughts are on that, though. No, I'm the same way. I mean, I think, you know, it, it was it was an odd time, right? We were coming out of the pandemic. We were easing our ways back into getting the parks into full capacity, people being more comfortable with travel. But I also, I mean, I have to admit that I think Disney used that as a crutch to kind of, um, you know, maybe, maybe go like 80% on putting things out there that they could have. And I think that as Disney fans, and again, I know, and I say this many times, the Disney doesn't look at catering to us, and I use the collective us as the Disney fans listening to Disney podcasts, the super fans. But this is an opportunity to really celebrate folks like us. I mean, the opportunity, I mean, the example is again this weekend, you know, for the 40th anniversary of Epcot. I know Epcot's a park in transition and it doesn't have a lot of places to get together and celebrate and stuff like that. And they did. I mean, they used American Gardens Theater. They had some, you know, folks get up there on stage. They had Mariachi Cobra get recognized. I didn't realize some of those members had been there since day one. There were two members of the band. Incredible. Can you believe? Because Mariachi, you're with me on this. Mariachi oh, Cobra, one of the best things overall in Epcot ever, right? So it's one of the best things, and I love to stop and watch them. I'll tell you, when I was there in August, like I found our third amigo, the third member of the fan club, and that's Wade. My man just like stopped, insisted that Shelly dance with him <laughs> to their music. And like, he just like, I got to watch the whole set. I can't just walk by here and not watch. And I appreciated that so much because they're awesome. And you see so many people walk by and just like, oh, that's nice. It was awesome to know that there's folks like us that do like to stop and watch them because they're great. They are great. And it was good to see that kind of stuff, you know, because our, our friend, Dr. Kai is down there with his daughter, Ella. They are, you know, I know we're all classic Epcot fans here, but. Dr. Kai and Ella, they are Epcot fans to a whole different level. I mean, they know more about Epcot than I could ever imagine to know. They know all the histories. Um, you know, they they just know their stuff, and they celebrated, and they've been down there this weekend. They're, they're hanging out at Beach Club. They're going into Epcot. They're going to all the official and unofficial celebrations. They've been sharing a lot of that on social media, which I've been getting a huge kick out of since I wasn't able to get there, um, and, and I'm glad to see that, but like you said, Disney is such a large company that has such a history and such an access to resources that I just think that they've gone a little thin, as you kind of mentioned, you know, with the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World as a whole, 
in the 40th anniversary of Epcot, specifically this past weekend. I, I don't know what else they could have done, but I just feel like they could have done more. Yep, I agree. But uh, <clears throat> another topic for tonight, too, like we actually should have kicked off with this, though, was Ian. Um, yep. Like, just big shout out to the cast members, like pulling it together. Like, I know there's probably some disgruntled guests down there that are, you know, their vacation was ruined by a hurricane, which that you can't ever plan for. But big shout out to all the cast members just being there for the guests that were staying on site and, you know, reopening the parks. Like, I thought that was a pretty quick turnaround. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Mike. But then big shout out to everyone that's been, you know, impacted by it. I know a lot of friends, right, Mike, in Florida that we know are impacted by the hurricane. So just want to shout out to you that we're thinking about you and hopefully uh, you can get through it and um, you'll, you'll be able to bounce back for sure. Absolutely. We've been thinking everybody impacted by Ian. Cause I mean, that's the funny thing is that with this podcast is that, I mean, you know, whether, you know, it's, it's Scott and I here talking Pam, Ricky, but we're all in this together. You're listening to the show. So many of us have made connections through, Oh, we ran a race and we met some friends through the lizards or we, just happened to be like, oh, I'm going on a solo trip. Maybe I can meet another listener of the podcast. And these friendships blossom. And it seems like the lucky ones of us move out of the cold places in January. And some people move to Florida. And now we all have friends in Florida at some point. And when you see these storms moving through, and this was a big one, which, you know, we were, we were all together last Sunday night. And, you know, this was going to be a hurricane. We knew that. But I don't think we, I can't recall, like, really the, the mood last Sunday night. But it did not. I don't think we knew this was going to be a category four, almost five that, that went on the path of Charlie, you know, right, you know, over central Florida. This was this was something that kind of developed uh, after the, the Sunday night show and uh, kind of took over. Yeah, just crazy. But definitely thinking about you all. I know our friend Aaron, Mike, you <laughs> didn't get power until this morning that's as crazy. of this recording, which is crazy. I mean, that's three, four five days almost. I mean, that's nuts. So craziness um but florida always bounces back you guys are strong so we're here thinking about you have to be our guest we're thinking of you and mizzou's gonna beat you in the swamp next <laughs> saturday we are gonna we love florida until next saturday at noon eastern miz and we have our first call thank you for giving us a call you're on with scotty g and mike what's going on who's joining us hey mike and scotty g it's greg shore hey greg what's going on say hi to scott hey greg uh, hey Scott, just just Hello. tuned in. Um, things things are crazy here. We just moved to Virginia a couple weeks ago and and uh, trying to get settled. Um, but yeah, you were talking about the hurricane, talking about the storm, and uh, just want to give a nod to all the all the all the comings and goings the past uh, week with uh, Hurricane Ian. And uh, I heard the um, heard your podcast. The <laughs> sorry, that three year old. Uh, <laughs> giving a shout out to the hurricane center and the forecasters and uh, the national Weather service folks, TV folks, everybody that's that chipped in to, to get the right messaging to them. Um, you know, just, it just resonated and, and wanted to thank you for that. They did. They did a tremendous job of, uh, you know, trying to do what they could to keep everybody safe. Let me, let me get your, um, your thoughts on the reaction. Do you think as far as Disney is a, is a corporate, you know, they're, they're a for-profit business. You know, they don't want to be closed any longer than they need to, but they also, the first key is is guest safety and cast member safety. Where do you think they landed, like, on a like on a scale there with this? Because they were closed two days. They closed the campgrounds, the tree houses, some of the bungalows by the water. Um, I, I thought it was near perfect, in my opinion, but I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't follow it 
you know, what they did as much, you know, I'd see headlines here and there, uh, you know, before pre COVID there, you know, the word was they had closed like four times, you know, in the 40 some odd years leading up to that. And then COVID happened obviously. So it was, you know, the, the book on them was that they never closed. Right. Right. But I think, you know, with, with a lot that's happened even since COVID, but more emphasis on life safety. I mean, a lot of folks fall from even fallen trees. Uh, you know, one did from the remnants of Ian, I think in Virginia, when, you know, a, a large piece of a tree fell on, I think it was a vehicle. Uh, you just can't rest on these things. And life safety is obviously the first, first and foremost. So um, if, if they are judging, you know, how strong the winds are, I think there's a lot more information now, obviously, you know, when, when you get forecast at the, at the whim, you can see what the winds are going to be. You can see what the timing is going to be. I think, you know, being proactive and saying, you know, look, life safety is great, but we do have this kind of window that we can play with. I, you know, that's the best thing to do. So I, I don't know if you know this, but so our listeners may not know, but you, you do work at the, the national weather service in you know, at a high, pretty high level. So that's, that's super interesting to me because I, I am a weather nerd. And, you know, I, I was excited to be down during Hurricane Charlie in 2004, which, you know, again, my house wasn't there. I shouldn't say that, but I mean, I, I want to see weather, you know, like I've, I was excited that I've seen a couple of tornadoes out in the middle of Illinois driving home from a couple of baseball games when I played Legion ball. They were safely in the distance. I was a little scared because I was in an MGB on a, on an old two lane road. So I was like, I hope it doesn't get any closer, but it was way out in a farm field and it wasn't a big one. But let me ask you this. I don't know if you know this answer, but does a place like Walt Disney world have on staff meteorologists, like as far as to make calls for things like closing typhoon lagoon, blizzard beach, um, closing attractions or do how, how do you know how they decide that to keep their guests safe? Or do they just, uh, get a call from the weather? So how does that work for them? Do you have any idea? <laughs> No, I believe they they do contract. Uh, you know, there are there are companies, there are weather companies that do uh, risk management, weather forecasting, somewhere in between. Um, and I'm not exactly sure who they use, uh, but um, they don't typically, I think, call the National Weather Service. Usually, the Weather Service for you know large venues like that works with a county uh, emergency manager. You know, who might request, you know, hey, could you could you give us a sort of an on-site forecast for a specific outdoor event or something like that? And and then they sort of share information that way. But uh, I, Walt Disney probably has, you know, um, one or more companies that, that provide weather information for what they need, which, you know, usually that's what they are for. Um, the weather service provides a more general public forecast, if you will, but we also do watches and warnings in a more, a, a larger, broader sense. And weather companies can, can give more precise, you know, pinpoint on a map um, forecast, uh, you know, for for a fee, obviously. But I think that's probably what 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 Walt Disney World has um, has done for a number of years, and and maybe they found their sweet spot with it. Yeah, I've always wondered that because like Scott and I run a lot of the Run Disney events, and so there have been mornings where we've gotten up and you're, you know, we're always playing the, the armchair meteorologist, like, Oh, that sells in Kissimmee, you know, and it's moving 
to the south southeast, <laughs> you know, and like, okay, we're standing in this part of property. Eh, they're not going to cancel the race. Yeah. You know, it's we got a good, you know, seven tenths right. of a mile, you know, like that's not safe. We're just, you know, we're hope forecasting at that point. But I've always wondered, you know, because <laughs> safety is of the utmost. And I think it's well, kind of like, you know, yeah, at NASA, they Florida get cells are, Yeah, Florida cells are, you know, the little thunderstorm cells are raised up. They're very different in how they behave. You know, because they kind of go up and come down, so it looks like it's moving, but it's really not. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> just kind of moving forward in place, falling out, and then another one develops nearby and then does the same thing, and then rinse repeat a thousand times. So you know, yeah, it's very tricky to look at the radar and go, "Oh yeah, this one's moving." Wait, what did it just do? <laughs> and it's probably not good for Scott and I to be uh, forecasting the weather, considering we're just hoping to get the race in. We're like, "Yeah, it'll be okay." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. And, and by the way, you're not the only weather enthusiast. There are plenty out there. Um, you know, I'm from the Midwest, so I used to storm chase back in college. Uh, when I was a, a preteen, I would jump on the, on our, uh, one story house and, and watch thunderstorms come in in Western Kansas. So, you know, and then of course, you know, these days I couldn't do that, but, um, yes, there are plenty of people who, who are very interested in extreme weather, no matter what it is. Uh, so you're, you're, you're among friends there. Yeah. I, the one thing I do miss, you know, I did this with my, with my gifted classes every year this in the fall is that I had a, a big map of, of the Caribbean, you know, of the, the Gulf area, you know, so the Southeastern United States, the Gulf, and it was laminated and we would always plot all the hurricanes, you know, like latitude, longitude with my, that's how I teach latitude and longitude to my kids. And we plot them each day at a certain time and watch the progress of, you know, the storms they come in. We'd name them. We'd talk about that stuff. And I do miss that discussion. I mean, it was, you know, because to me, to my students in Missouri, a hurricane is mythical, you know, because we're never going to experience one in Missouri. You know, it, it's just like a dragon. But it was it was a neat way to see, you know, the power of nature. And then, you know, because these kids that some days could, could live in a tropical place where it becomes real and you know, I always tried to let them know, you know, you got to be careful with weather because it's powerful and it can hurt you, but it's also an awesome thing. And, you know, it's a cool thing to study. So we appreciate your, you know, your colleagues because uh, countless lives I'm sure were saved because of the warnings and because of how you, you got the message out there to keep people, uh, you know, in the know and, and safe. It's an incredible team effort. And, and uh, every year we're, we look to, you know, improvements in weather modeling, whether it's for forecasting intensity of hurricanes, uh, movement and placement of thunderstorms, um, flash flooding, everything in between. So we, we look, we look for improvements constantly and continuously as you know, you're never going to get there, but you're, you can always keep fine tuning it as you go. Um, so it's just an amazing, uh, you know, once you have the mission of, of life and safety, um, that that really makes everything else fall into place it's very cool well hey thank you again for the call and thanks for everything you do for us anything else you want to talk about epcot or any of these celebrations yeah, before you go uh maybe maybe you guys can can toss us around and others can can uh, opine we've got a three three and a half year old boy who uh you know the world's his oyster right you know he wants to run and play and jump um, a year ago, he, when we went to Disney world, he, you know, there was no fear, right. You know, he could run and walk into anything and, and everything was great and fun this year with, we tried to do rope, not rope drop, but once, once the park opened in the magic kingdom, 
we tried to go in with the crowd and he just was not having, he wasn't used to it. Um, you know, he, he grew up most of his, his life at home, um, you know, with COVID happening, uh, in, in a very critical development stage. But then of course, uh, we're trying to go through the gates and he wanted nothing to do with all that. The next day we kind of, uh, took it, his pace, went to Epcot really slowly, let everybody rush in the, in the gates and the doors. And he just kind of slowly man, meandered in, moseyed in, and they even have this little uh, playground, which is great. We went there a couple of times, and he spent some time, and it kind of helped recenter him. Just food for thought for, for folks who have gone through this or are going through this, any any help, any words, <laughs> words of wisdom for for that kind of uh, thing going on. And, you know, what to look forward to as he goes into four, five, and beyond. That's a great point. Yeah, we'll throw that out there for our listeners and see what they – because. My youngest is 14, so I, I, um, yeah, and last yeah. thing, and, and last thing, when, when do you think they'll start remembering? What's the kind of the average, if you will, for, you know, oh. he or she will remember this trip and they'll I, leave you with that. So I should thank know you this. So much. I, I have a degree in elementary education. I should know this. I would guess around four. I don't know. Maybe before. I don't know. Hey, Greg, thanks for the call and you stay safe. And again, thanks for everything you and your colleagues do. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. I don't know. It's okay, Scott. Start with the second part first. When do you think kids start to remember? Like, what what is Emily said? Like, what are her first memories? I almost want to pull Mallory down here, except she's on crutches. I don't want her falling down the steps. It's funny. So she remembers some things from our first trip, which she would have been like three and a half. But I think part of it is she's heard us talk about it so much. She's seen so many pictures. You know, like, so that almost, I think the memory for her is us talking about it. But like, this is what I've always said. I get this question all the time. Like, oh, I can't take my two-year-old because they won't remember it. But I would say you as a parent will remember it. And that is just as important. You know, like you'll remember those first hugs with Mickey Mouse for your kid. They might not remember. You'll capture it on the photo. They can see it. But you'll remember that. And that'll make your heart so happy. So that's that's why I say you can take your kid at any age because you will remember. But I think it's probably about four or five, Mike. I think yeah. four. Five is probably the magic number. Yeah, I'm guessing four or five-ish. I, I mean, because I have foggy memories. I mean, again, it could be because I saw pictures or, you know, I heard the story. It probably is. I, yeah. that's, I didn't even think of it. And here's the thing, like Greg said, too, a couple points real quick. And I know we have our next caller on the line, so hang tight. Just one second, please. Is that, you know, think about that, though. The kids that are like four, half of their life was during lockdown. You know, I didn't even consider that, you know, because my kids are older yeah. now. I mean, if half of your life in that really critical developmental time, crowds could be really overwhelming. So I, yeah, I mean, I would let the crowds, rope drop would be a bad time. Maybe you go a couple, you know, 90 minutes after rope drop, even though you're going to have to do just for now, you know, until you can ease back into things. I know it's not going to be ideal. And I think the playgrounds are a great idea to give them some space. Anything else you can think of, Scott? I know. I was just thinking about for Emily. I mean, she wouldn't have done much either though. I guess we would have gone to like some zoos or whatever for like some social activities, but I mean, she didn't go to like a daycare or anything. Like she was always with us or like with my parents. So she wasn't like exposed to much before our first Walt Disney trip too. But again, like, I think you just got to go slow. I think you got to go at the kid's pace a lot of times, you know, and when they need naps or when they have to break or get fed or whatever, like you just, you just know it's a different trip and like, they're kind of going to kind of lead it for you. Absolutely. All right, Katie's in the live chat. Just wanted to congratulate Katie on another full marathon. I believe that was today. She was out in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, I, congratul- I thought you were going to talk about the other part of her comment. Yeah, congratulations on the full. Yeah. Yes. Well, I didn't see the other. Oh, uh, yeah. And also that they beat Michigan State. Okay, I wasn't going to say that, but I just did. Okay, we have our next caller. Thank you for being so patient. Hey, who's joining us? 
Hello. Hello. Who is this? Hello. Hello. It's Melissa. Melissa from Australia. Hey, Melissa from Australia. Happy Monday. (laughs) Yes, happy Monday. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. What's going on? I just wanted to say hi and let you know we got our bookings on the Disney Wonder out of Sydney. Yes. We talked about it and it happened. Yes. Very exciting. (laughs) So now let me ask you this. Have you ever, obviously you've never been on a Disney cruise ship before? Uh, Yes, we did the Disney Wonder out of Miami uh, about five years ago. And then we're doing the Disney Wish next year when we come over. So... Oh, you're about to do it here. I'll be a totally different experience. <laughs> so, what are, what are you looking forward to the most about this cruise down in your part of the world? Because obviously, you've been on the even that same ship before. What what has you so excited? That oh, we can do it with our family. That we can get to share it with others. It's a long way to bring everyone over there. Right, right. That's that is going to be exciting. And you know, I'm wondering if it's going to be. I'm curious because I, you know, obviously I don't, I don't see a lot of the bookings. I, I wonder what the makeup of those particular sailings are going to be because it is so far away from the States. But I think that, I mean, there's a lot of interest from folks in North America with Australia. And I think that connection to the Disney cruise line is a strong hook. So I'm wondering how many like Canadians and Americans you're going to see on the ship when you do these sailings. That'll be interesting. Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> That's going to be fun. So what else is on your mind? Yes. Oh, just uh, just I could actually call in because we had a day off here and I love listening to you guys all the time and help, helps me plan for my next trip. Well, that is awesome. We're, I wish we did. What is it a holiday down there today? Uh, yes. Uh, Queen's birthday. Dang. We need, we need a queen so we can have a day off. We need a queen so we can have a birthday. <laughs> we don't have that. We just, we just have tomorrow's Monday. Let's <laughs> just go to work. <laughs> Back to work. Yeah. I don't know. I take my queen's birthday off every year, the, my wife. I always make <laughs> sure that, I take her that. birthday off. Scott's on it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, hey. We appreciate you calling in and enjoy the day off and uh, give our regards to the queen. I will do. All right. We'll talk okay, to you soon. You have a good you. one. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. How crazy is that? We're yeah. talking to tomorrow in Australia. Yeah. I'm all about that sailing though. Like it's just, you need the time. I mean the time off like <laughs> alone just for like traveling, you know, like that's what, that's what kills me. Now that I fly, though, the world's my oyster. Like, I got to do, because, you know, California's the furthest I've gone. I want to go, like, on a long flight now. Yeah. There you go. Just make sure you're walking around and stretch those legs I know. I was going to say, did you see my ankle on Instagram? My ankle would be like, whoa. (laughs) It's the thicker ankle. You already got to fly Delta One where you can, like, just lay back and, like, sleep. (laughs) Yeah, put my ankle up like like in a sling. All right, we have our next call. I promise I'll stop talking about my foot. All right, who's joining us? Hello, caller. We have a caller from the 603 area code. Hello. Going once, going twice. 
Caller, are you there? We lost them. They're there. 603, I had to check, is New Hampshire. Oh. Huh. We get a lot of calls from New Hampshire. We got a couple of people in the chat from New Hampshire. Hello, caller. That's a state I forget about. I mean, not that like I love all <laughs> the states, but that's one I forget about. I don't know about you. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, not right now. No. All right, we'll hang up there and give us a try again, 603. I'm glad you looked that up for New Hampshire because uh, we have and we get calls from New Hampshire quite often, actually, now that I look at the log over the past few months. Maybe it was just Skype. So give it another try. Skype's kind of wonky sometimes. Make sure I got that set right. Yep, yep. Okay, so uh, oh, let's see. Oh, we got another caller here. Oh, man, they're pouring in. They are pouring in. It's our good friend in the chat, Corwin of Amber. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? Uh, not too bad. Getting ready to start a new job tomorrow. Um, realizing that what that means is limited vacation time. So I'm not got any Disney plans for probably two years now. You know what, though? If you lived in Australia, you'd be off tomorrow. <laughs> your new job is starting on Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Quick, move to Australia tonight. So that's the hard part about so changing gonna... jobs, though. That's why, like, I just had my 14th anniversary at my current job, and like, I, I mean, I love my company I work for. I love my job, and like, sometimes people are like, do you ever think about like switching jobs? And I'm like, no, because I got a PTO bank that I don't want to give up. <laughs> that's usually the number one reason. <laughs> Dude travels more than anybody. I'm a travel agent. I can't travel as much as this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm. So now I'm. I've been. A lot of my trips have been sort of you know, multi days. You know, long time. Now I'm looking at. Well, if I'm going to do anything in the next two years, I'm probably going to be a, uh, like, have to do it on a weekend, uh, and just maybe two days before the weekend, build in that time and be able to come back. Um, not be able to spend a lot of time, so it's going to probably need Disneyland rather than Disney World kind of thing. Yeah. Weekends and holidays will be your friend <laughs> for sure. So you'll be with uh, uh, lots of friends. Unfortunately, I'm working for a company that has probably the least amount of holidays I've ever worked at. Wow. Okay. Normally, you, Weekend. normally weekends you see it 10 is. Or 11. Yes. Normally, you see 10 or 11 holidays. Yeah. Um, this company has seven. Wow. Yeah, that that feels kind of low. Yeah, interesting. You know what though? There's yeah. there's a lot of there's so, a lot of school districts so, hiring teachers. So you want to be off? My plan, like I say, my plans are going to be maybe quick trips to Disneyland, maybe if I can work them in somehow. But so I've got a delayed gratification on Disney for a couple years. But it it'll work out. Don't stress about yeah, it because you never know yeah. what the future holds. But hey, like, give us some thoughts. Congratulations what, on the new job. Yeah, exactly. Sure, I mean that that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully, it's something you enjoy. So. What do you what did you think about this past week? I mean, we had a hurricane, we had Epcot forty. What's your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, my thoughts on Epcot forty. Well, I, I watched a bunch of the uh, bloggers and vloggers and such, and I couldn't tell anything special was happening other than really long lines for merch. Yeah, was, those lines were crazy. And you see people. I mean, it was it was it was just amazing to see some of these people who who you could almost you could not see their body because they were carrying so many bags of merch um, as they uh, as they were walking around the park. But uh, I also watched a lot of the uh, um, uh, bloggers who had live streams going of the um, hurricane, and it was just interesting to see, you know, the, it slowly build around the park. There was uh, one couple who had it 
about a mile from the park and you could just slowly see it build and build and build and until it was just like hitting the area then go away and i'm just going oh you know is the castle going to go down i can see just the top of the castle over there <laughs> did you see scott i don't know if you saw this too there was like a rumor going on around social media this was like a month or two ago that they were going to take the castle out of the magic kingdom like they were going to knock it down like it was i saw this all over the place for a couple of months like so, who, who, I saw, I who put that stuff people out there? Mentioning that on the various streams, people are dumb. That they they had heard that they had heard that. And, well, it's probably the same person that took them, in their ten year old as a two year old. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Well, one of them was saying that you know they they know that the uh, it's built on you know a building. It's really a two two second story of a building. The, the one rumor was that they've actually built it so they can just lower it down into the lower story of the building yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's just you the button the button's over by the well you just got <laughs> zoop, go like you know like uh like those you know entertainers I that think, pop out of the floor like at a concert is that Cinderella's yes. right there below the stage i paid just to see that <laughs> i would too <laughs> You know what, though? The first step, get back to, like, you know, stuff that Disney does well. The first time I saw the projections on the castle, and they did that part of the show where it looked like a rocket going up in the air. For one split second, my brain couldn't comprehend. I was like, holy crap, Cinderella Castle is actually floating off the ground. It's going into space. Because it was, like, I wasn't used to the projections. The first time I ever saw it, was, it was, was it Happily Ever After? Maybe it was part, because Wishes didn't use any projections, did it? It was happily ever after. It's kind of like the it was kind of like the dragon when they did the new fantasy land, right? I was, was that like, I was like, like the dragon. yeah, because like I was like, oh my god, the castle's coming off the ground. <laughs> Got yeah, me. We, what yeah. I what I really wish I could have seen, you know, it's nice seeing all the vloggers with the actual uh, uh, storm and all that kind of stuff, and then some of the uh, aftermath around the park afterwards. But what I would like to see, I would like to see the logistics of the cleanup that went on after that. Right. Um, that would have been yes. just to see how they organized it and see, see, you know, just the crews of people going through and making sure everything was ready to open the parks that next day. Yeah. And I'll tell you, just from a travel agent perspective, I had guests that were staying. Let's see. They're down there now. So they were staying October 1st to the 7th was the reservation. And they had a reservation for a premium campsite at Fort Wilderness. Well, obviously they closed, what Disney did was they closed Fort Wilderness, the whole campground. They closed um, the bungalows at the Polynesian. They closed the, the um, I think they closed all Boulder Ridge. I know yes, they closed they the did. cabins. Um, they also closed the tree houses at Saratoga. You know, anything, th those are going to be more vulnerable to the high winds. So, um, well, anyway, they were going down and I was calling and calling. I was calling like five times a day. I was calling every two hours. Because, and the thing was, there were, they had no availability to move these guests to any room on property. I'm like, look, they are on their way. They're like, well, they can change the dates or they can cancel. I'm like, that is not an option. They're in their cars driving. They're five hours into the drive. They're in Georgia. I'm like, I can't tell them to change the dates. They're halfway to, to Walt. This, they're going to show up. I'm like. 
They're going to show up. Like, where do I tell them to go? If Fort Wilderness is closed, we do not need like a Wally World scene here. Like, there's not going to be a moose out front that tells them <laughs> that the park is closed. I would, I mean, I was, and I told the cast member, I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm like, I get you. I get that you're not making the decisions. I'm like, I'm with you here, but I'm like, I'm just telling you the facts. These people are on the way. They don't need to stay. I understand the campground's closed. They're not going to stay in their trailer. But they are going down 75 at this point, probably about 80 miles an hour south toward you. They're going to need a hotel. And I'm like, you got 22,000 hotel rooms or something. And it's a, it was a family of five, which kind of made it a little difficult. I'm like, I know that you can't maybe find a room for, you know, a five because that's hard. You know, where that'd be like Riverside or Caribbean Beach or, you know, a deluxe. I'm like, but we can do two rooms at a value at some point. Like, I am not being picky. Like, there's got to be two rooms at sports somewhere. It's something. <laughs> they finally found one. Like, after, I mean, it took forever. We got them two rooms at French Quarter, the smallest resort, ironically enough. But it was just like, I mean, that's how tight the inventory is right now. It was that hard. Like, it was at the 11th hour. I was sweating bullets for, like, 24 hours because... I felt for these guests, you know, because Disney said, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And at the last minute, cancel or reschedule, which would have been fine a week ago, maybe. Not while they're trucking down 75. It's too late, you know. But, it, again, nobody expected it to be like it was. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, so, I'm just glad that's over for now. So I wonder how many travel agents aged another couple years Dude. through all this. Here's the thing. Let me just tell you from a, cast member, or from a travel agent's perspective. COVID puts everything in perspective. Hurricanes used to freak me out. Like, I remember we had that, we had a hurricane where the fantasy had one cruise canceled about five years ago. I freaked out that that cruise was canceled. I'm like, how could they not take a ship out for that one sailing? I thought it was the end of the world. And then Walt Disney World closed for, for six months, you know, and like the cruise ship sat for a year. Every one of them in the whole planet. You know what? I can handle a hurricane at this point. It's not so bad. That's what I told the cast members. Like, dude, it's all it's it's all good. <laughs> it's two days. It's not a half a year. It's fine. It did. I mean, it was a little stressful, but it's you know, COVID changes everything. So we'll be yeah. fine. So yeah, any anything else you want to for the good of the cause besides uh, you got to get some good sleep tonight because you got to make a good first impression. Yeah, no, it's a nothing, nothing big coming up. Uh, I'm just uh, living on living, living the dreams of the that last trip to Disneyland, and figure that'll hold me for a while. So, <laughs> one more because you were out there for D23. Still looking back on it, what was uh, what what are you? What was the fondest memory at this point? The fondest memory, actually, the fondest memory was meeting up with uh, um bloggers and friends who uh, I've only known online and such, um, you know, people that I do Patreon with and things like that. And uh, got to say hello to them and uh, meet them. And just, uh, it was just hanging out was really the biggest thing. I'm, I'm more of a hangout person. My wife is more of a go-to panels person. Um, I'm still hoping that uh, we're still debating whether we'll go back again. Um, I wasn't really impressed on how well it was written. Uh, uh, how well it was run. Um, as a person who runs events myself, I said, there are decisions they made that I would not have made. <laughs> but um, overall, overall, uh, it was a good time. And I think just hanging out and being part of the uh, atmosphere was the best thing for me. Hey, that's what it's all about when it boils down to everything. So uh, good stuff, Don. Hey, good luck on the new gig tomorrow. And uh, don't be a stranger. Don't let it keep you away. 
Okie dokie. All right, you take care. Good talking to you, my friend. Goodbye. All right, bye-bye. All righty, 407-413-9395. So what do you think about what Don said about the cleanup, the legit, the logistics of a hurricane, right? I mean, because everything has to be, obviously sounds they like have a, procedures. Sounds like a great Disney Plus special, right? Right, like, right. I mean, but I mean, you'd have to have like, but I mean, the camera crews would have to be there, but I mean, they, yeah, you would, if you thought about the ahead of time, in and show them awesome. like, like cleaning stuff up, like, dude, I would be all in on that documentary. Dude, you nailed it. I would see. I don't watch a lot of Disney Plus stuff, but I'd be all over that. And speaking of the third person who loves Mariachi Cobre, we're heading up to the land of Lincoln. No, that's uh, Illinois. Well, you're close to Lincoln. It's Wade. Hey, we are gonna. We're gonna all three go in together. Business venture. We're gonna get a food truck, and we're gonna sell. Roasted ears of corn outside Cornhusker games for f- seven bucks an ear, and we're going to be millionaires. I, I, Just I, saying. I tell you what, I was thinking about last night at the game, and suddenly it's a little trash, but because I've got a stupid cold. <laughs> so, uh, but I was thinking about last night at the game. I'm like, where's the Mexican street corn? You know, here we are <laughs> with 87,000 people cheering for the Cornhuskers, but not, a, not an ear of corn. In sight. I can't uh, believe it's a familiar that. Idea. I, 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 that just hit me because like Scott was tearing up the corn at Disneyland. I wanted some. I just never got some because I was never hungry when we went past it. I always got other stuff. I always got churros and stuff. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, they're called the corn huskers. And that's why I had to ask you. I was like, surely at the Nebraska games they sell sweet, like, you know, roasted corn on the cob. And they don't. What a business opportunity. Missed opportunity. <laughs> not one, not one ear corn anywhere. Unless somebody brought one in and checked Unless somebody. they're tailgating. <laughs> yes. That's what Scott Frost will be doing. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, buddy? Hey, you know, I just uh, – I, I, I almost take you a picture. I, we were watching the Missouri-Georgia game on my phone while we were at the Husker game. I told my son, I go, take a picture of my phone playing the Missouri-Georgia game right now with the Huskers playing in the background. And then, like a couple minutes later, I saw the, the finish, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to send this to yeah, Mike right now. So, Mike, <laughs> that's the rule. That is, if we talked rule. about this a couple weeks ago, you have to wait like three <laughs> to four hours before contact. That's right, exactly. And it was late at night, so I didn't want to wait yeah. to, like, you know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't reach out to Mike until this morning. I just, uh, yeah, L- I luckily, didn't bring it up. Luckily, I had zero signal in the stadium because it was packed, and the signal's terrible <laughs> at the, at the in, in the furrow field. And the thing was, like I, I was telling Scott this in the uh, in the in the pre-show before we went live, I almost got into it with the, the we were Georgia fans were in front of us, and there was a guy behind oh, me God. in a Michigan hoodie. Now we're we're at a Georgia Mizzou game, guy in a Michigan hoodie spills beer on my wife twice. Like oh. I almost got in a fight with that oh. guy too. It was intense, man. Not only were we fighting to knock off the number one team in the country, I'm going at it like in all angles, man. <laughs> I, was I just love that out. Mike said I almost got in a fight with that guy too, <laughs> meaning that there was another fight that he possibly would have gotten into. Right? That's why I have no voice. Well, it's a Michigan guy. You're you're okay. You're allowed to do that, Mike. So <laughs> I turned I turned around. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I didn't say this out loud. I just turned around and I'm like the dude's got a Michigan hoodie on. I'm like, we are in. There are sixty thousand people here for a Georgia Mizzou game. And you're spilling beer on my wife, and you got on a Michigan hoodie. I gotta call Scott. 
<laughs> I mean, I did wear a Michigan State shirt to a Michigan Iowa game, but it was <laughs> but for the mean, Big Ten. It was the right, Big Ten. Championship. This had no connection. Like this yeah. is a SEC football game. Yeah, what I are know. you doing? And Georgia smoked Michigan in the college football playoff. I don't. Maybe he lost a bet or something. Oh yeah, no, he was he yeah, was drunk. Anyway, so what what do you think of the weekend and or, or the hurricane or what's been going on? Because <laughs> people like shut up well, about the know, game. I, I tell you, yeah, I know it's like college sports kind of showed up. I think um, you know I heard you guys mention at the beginning of the show. Not only is Mike actually cover the best Epcot entertainment ever. Um, that's good, but yeah, the cast members. You know, having seen it from the view of my son, of course, who's uh, a cast member in the college program, everything that the cast members do down there um, is, is, is it was so important this week, especially as I got to hear the different preparations and what they had to do. And, you know, from, from, from each, it doesn't matter where, but especially those resort cast members right. um, that, that are on the ride-out crew, which they show up um, in the afternoon of when it was supposed to get bad and, and they pack a bag and they can't leave until it's, it's safe to leave. And so my son did not get chosen to do that, but his roommate did at animal kingdom lodge. And so, uh, he, he went in and you are, you're on, I mean, you get time to go to bed, but then you got to be right back in, in the morning, um, entertaining guests. And I, I saw a few comments, people saying, Oh, the cast members are loving it. They think that this is what they want to do. I thought, well, yeah, they do. But I will tell you, there were some exhausted cast members going through that. And so, um, you know, all, all thanks and, and praise go out to the cast members that, that got through, um, you know, everything that, that happened. Obviously, the folks down in Fort Myers, it's just, it's just, it's horrible what happened down there. And Disney World was spared, you know, anything like that. But, um, but there's some hardworking cast members that deserve a lot of thanks. Anybody that's down there, thank a cast member for everything that they do. Yeah. So wait, going back to the Animal Kingdom Lodge story, I'm kind of curious about this. Yeah. So they have to stay, right? Because they're, they're kind of like on call yeah. or on duty. Do they like put them all? Like, I'm just trying to picture where they're sleeping. Like, are they putting like cots into like a room or something? And there's like three or four of them, like sharing a, a space. Do you know? I don't know exactly because Hugh would have had to do it as a contemporary if he would have been chosen to do that. Um, he made it sound like there's a few rooms, and I don't know. He said you'd have to be with other people, and I don't know if he meant one or yeah. three. Um, it could have been, you know, where they they quadruple up with a couple beds. Um, I don't know for sure, but I know he said that it's, you know, you're, you're there and, and, uh, you get time to go to the room and, and for a short time and sleep, but you're kind of going without a lot of sleep too, uh, to yeah. get through the, the couple days that the parks were closed and nobody could, that's why Mike, you after. couldn't find rooms for some of your guests. That's why I was just, yeah, that, the extra cast members. And this know? is, this is again, like Scott, I don't know if you just heard Wade while you were calling in, Scott said, yeah. You know, this would have made a, an outstanding Disney Plus documentary, right? The 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 behind oh. the scenes logistics of how this all goes down. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It was very well. I mean, it's very well scripted, and uh, you know, we were obviously concerned about Hugh down there, but he was in his apartment with you know they were filling up pots and pans uh, with water in case the the power went out so they could flush the toilets. And somebody said, "Well, just don't fill up the bathtub." I'm like, well, the apartments don't have bathtubs. <laughs> they got stand up showers. So they had all these pots and pans filled, but, you know, everything that Disney gives them what to do and how to do it. But then, yeah, also from the, just the logistical part of it, when they had to, um, had to leave, had to be back, uh, those, the, the ride-out crew, when they had to be at the hotels, what they had to do um, to, you know, some restaurants were, were closed at some resorts. Other resorts, if a resort wasn't closed, it had typically had restaurants open. And so you got the 
cooks and waiters and everybody there also that's riding it out too. Right. They can't leave. They don't drive home. You know, then come back. And these are typically non. Which makes sense. Like it's programs. not safe for them to leave. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this, I never thought about this, but it makes a hundred percent sense. I've always kind of wondered, like, where what does the cast do in this case? Because it's not fair for them to drive home or try to find a place for them to stay. It makes sense that they stay during the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And and resorts that didn't have don't have like enclosed, you know, wilderness lodge. Of course, I saw somebody again post on Facebook saying it's not true. All the restaurants are open. Where wilderness lodges are all open. Like, yeah, well, they are there, but you go to Pop Century and they're not because you have to go outside to get to you know to uh, the the dining area. So they did have like sack lunches and and dinners, things like that for people to pick up. But um, yeah, it's a, it's you know logistically again you got thousands of employees, but I can't say enough about. Um, all the cast members and what they did to, you know, they got the parks opened well, on Friday. Again, a bit of a phase three opening, but from everybody picking up branches and leaves and trees that fell down to, um, you know, to again the resorts and and the buses and all that. It's a, it's a major operation for sure. So let me ask so, you this: I'm I'm curious about this though, like as far as how the role might change in a in a a week like this where Hugh's working at a resort at Walt Disney World, and he has yep. his typical role before the storm rolls through. But during a, a situation like this, obviously what, what Disney did was they they closed down bookings through October 3rd. Like, you cannot book a new hotel room through October 3rd because I guess that was so they, they had the rooms for the, you know, the maneuverability with just what you're talking about, for ride-out crews, extra staff, accommodating people that can't get home, so forth with flights. Right. But... um so they're typical. They're, are they more dealing with like logistics of people that are on site rather than their normal roles? Like, what kind of new stuff yeah. did you hear that they're doing in a situation like this that they're not normally doing on a typical day? Yeah, you had to become if you're in the ride out crew, you became uh, <laughs> you became somewhat of an entertainer uh, as well. You know, whether you're uh, doing leading a dance party in the ballroom <laughs> at the Contemporary or uh, you know playing bingo, where you may be you know, working in guest operations or concierge or whatever, you, all hands on deck and you became part of the, I don't know if you saw any of the like scripted activities that, uh, that they did, you know, 12 o'clock dance party, 1230 bingo, one o'clock, you know, whatever it might be. Um, sing along karaoke, so things like that. You, you end up having to do that uh, as well too. So it was, it was a bit of all hands on deck and not necessarily your, your, your regular job. Now, of course, you know, somebody calls for coffee and you work at the resort and you got to take coffee to the room, then, then you do that. But they also had people, you know, distribution of meals and, and um, like I said, entertainment, kind of like the, like they have the poolside parties, things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's all hands on deck. So I, Hugh could certainly speak to it a lot better than I could. And like I said, his roommate did at Animal Kingdom Lodge. But, um, yeah. It's, and it was it's, more like a sign thing, needed. right? Like, was it like, were they taking like volunteers, I'm guessing? how it kind of went down what, what i'm sorry what's that were they were they taking like volunteers i'm guessing first right like so hey do you want to volunteer for this and then makes i'm sure they got yeah. enough volunteers but then it might be like well you're gonna to have to do this now since we didn't get enough <laughs> yeah. folks volunteering yeah. right yeah exactly yeah and, and you get paid you get paid overtime uh typically um he didn't put his name out there first because he was in like day six of an eight-day stretch of working, yeah, it's uh, not the typical, you know, five days on, two days off. Although we did have this weekend off for the first time since he's been down there, but um, yeah, it's uh, he was like, hey, you know, I, I got to go back in. Uh, I think he went back in on Friday, of course. Then, so he's like, yeah, I didn't put my name out there, but they could have. Um, 
you know, call them and say, Hey, yeah, we really need you to, to do this. If they didn't have enough that, for the ride out crew, but they did it. He was at the contemporary at the time. Yeah. Contemporary at the time. And so they had enough. That's interesting though, but, because you know, if I would have been in, in Hugh's spot, you know, I, I understand like he, he was at a long stretch there, but yeah. I'm just kind of one of those nerds. Like when I, when I worked at space camp, I did that because I had a passion for it. Not because yep. I made any money on it. We got paid dirt. You know, we got paid nothing. And I mean, I was a teacher with a degree at that point, but I spent my two summers working down there teaching other teachers. And, but I, I loved it. And like, I worked double. So what you would do is because the teachers, their program went six days. It went from Tuesday to Sunday and they, they started their, their curriculum at seven o'clock in the morning and it ended at 10 o'clock at night. And the way it worked was you had a morning, te- like a morning team leader and an evening team leader. But I worked, I did doubles. I had my team the entire time. So I did both shifts each week because I loved it. Like I wanted to do it all while I was there because it was only for eight weeks every summer. And it was one of those things like I wanted every experience, like anything we could do. Like I was like, oh, we're going on a tour of Marshall Space Flight Center. Sign me up. Yeah, I want to go, you know. And it, I think, you know, and I bet you he was kind of in that same type of thing. Like while you're on your program, when you have unique experiences like this, you know, give it a shot. And I bet he'll get that opportunity. And, you know, when you mentioned the contemporary, that's interesting because to me, during a hurricane, the contemporary is probably the most prone of the hotels to have any kind of impact from a from a hurricane, typically because of the big windows and the A-frame tall building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably true. That is probably true. You know, I told him to do it. He goes, down. He goes it won't. also, his other roommate, uh, works at Epcot in merchandise, and uh, he, he, he was a little bit, would have been in the apartment by himself, and I think he was a little bit like, I don't want to stay with him, you know, just uh, <laughs> yeah. us at least here together, the two of us riding this out, and he goes, and he goes, I did 31,000 steps each of the last few days of the contemporary, he goes, man, my feet are killing Dang, me, and uh, you know, I'm okay if I don't have to do it, <laughs> so I didn't blame him. Man, that's, right. that's a lot but, of steps, yeah, wow. He's enjoying a lot of stuff, that's for sure. So did you guys have any trouble keeping up with Hugh during the, the height of the storm? Was communication an issue? Was it, was it still intact? You know, they never lost power there. And uh, he, well, funny thing is, I, I said, well, you got a power bank to charge your phone, right? And he goes, no, 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 I left it at home. Oh, dude, that, in, in Lincoln, that, that, is, so. dude that is Paige and Mallory. Kids never, I, I'm, you know me, if you've been with me at Walt Disney World, I'll carry seven in my pocket. Yeah. It's like, I have enough for like a week at any point. Like, if you need juice... I got you. I got every kind of cable, and I got seven external batteries. But Mallory will walk out of this house with her phone like on seventeen percent, like thinking she's gonna last the whole day. Stop. Okay, I ended up sending them on Amazon, and and it, it kept being delayed a day. It got it was supposed to get there on Monday, and it was supposed to get there on Tuesday. I think it got there Wednesday, and um, yeah, finally. So I said, charge that sucker up, charge your laptop, charge all that stuff up, so you have it then at least. And, um, yeah, had to, like I said, I had to send him one. So, but no, we were able to, you know, we FaceTimed a little bit and he showed us out the window, walked out the front door and, and, um, then his roommate's parents who, um, Shelly kind of got to know a little bit, they were texting back and forth and they were checking in with him in the middle of the night, you know, how's it going? And, um, you know, so we got, we got updates that way by text, uh, throughout the night. And then the next day, of course, too, as it kind of passed over. But, you know, they never lost power at, at Flamingo Crossing, so that was nice. And they really didn't have much damage there. Some cars, I think, were damaged a little bit by rain and wind and some trees. You know, it's a newer complex, so some of the newer trees. And the grounds are saturated down there, too. It you know, rains every day in the summer. 
And so it couldn't hold a lot of guys. So there's a lot of flooding around, but um, yeah, I was fine. So we were thankful for that. It was a little, little scary, you know, having your, your son be done. You're watching that going on the uh, the weather uh, uh, website, you know, NOA website, or watching that course of that hurricane. It originally was tracking right at Orlando, mm-hmm. and then it swung a little south, um, which helped, you know, all the folks there, at least at Disney, too. We're just glad everybody's safe, you know, because like, like Scott and I said at the top of the show, it's, that's the one thing about this show is that we've made so many friends, and now we have so many connections to Florida that – these storms hit home now, you know, like it used to be, just be, yeah. I was in Missouri. I didn't know anybody in Florida it was a peninsula where I went to play and now, you know, it scares me. So I'm, I'm glad Hugh's safe yeah. and all of our friends are safe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I'm going to thank a cast member, give them an extra, an extra thanks or a cast compliment if they do something, you know, uh, something above and beyond, or even just doing a, doing a good job for sure. They deserve it. Absolutely. Well, hey, hang in there with that yep. uh, Husker cold. I think I have the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I got this. I'm supposed to fly this week, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, you know, I tested negative for COVID five times in a row. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm do. My ears all plugged up. But I'm like, this is what we used to get in 2019, you know, a cold. Yeah, a cold. <laughs> yeah, it used to be called I, a C-O-L-D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I don't have a cold. I just, I just screamed for three. I just... My whole screen yeah. was Stetson because it drove the Georgia fans in front of me crazy. <laughs> they got mad every time I did it. So, of course, I did it for three great. solid hours. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nebraska <laughs> won again, which was uh, which was the first win over a Power 5 conference team in 364 days. I'm glad they didn't go a whole year uh, winning a game over a Power <laughs> 5. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, K-State's looking pretty good with that quarterback they got. Yeah, I heard that guy's pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's been playing college football for 19 years. He, he should, should be pretty for good. A decade. Yeah. Dude, he played in the Big Eight, I think. <laughs> hey, what? I think it'd be hilarious if he won uh, won a Heisman Trophy. Uh, but I, I tell you, he's putting up big numbers. So he's got a good offensive line, a good defense. So yeah, Big Eight or Martinez. Well, I heard a, I heard a Kansas fan this morning call into uh, College Sports Radio saying that uh, Nebraska should definitely poach the K State coach. Because they, they want the obviously they want to they want to keep their coach at Kansas. They don't want to leap hold or whatever his name yeah. is getting poached. So uh, it was a great call. I cra- I hate Kansas, but I cra- I cracked up about the call. Yeah, Leopold coached in Nebraska too. That's why there's kind of like this talk of like maybe he'll come back to Nebraska. So he was here like 15 years ago as an assist, as a, a grad assistant, I think actually. Take so yeah, both those coaches are doing well. I can't <laughs> even watch game day this week. I can't even turn it on. I'm so disappointed. It's going to be in Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. you get me alright see you Wade thanks for calling in you guys stay safe see you buddy hey guys good to chat take care have a good right. night take, take care, care. Bye. Bye. we cannot not talk sports <laughs> I know I try I try my hardest but it's tough <laughs> it's so hard that was, anyway. that was some good like in like some little background on the cast with like the the crews you know the that stay overnight like that's that's interesting and like I've always wondered about that and it makes sense it was Good to hear that from Wade, like you know, confirming that and kind of the kind of what they do, and that's awesome. Um, another big kudos to the cast members. Hundred percent. You know what it reminded me of when he when he brought up that kind of uh, he said scripted activities. I, I like that term. It reminded me very much of like the cruise director staff on a cruise, oh, right? I mean, that's that's what I was gonna ex- say. I was is gonna it say not? It. I mean, it sounds exactly like a cruise on land. Dude, if you're like a member of the cruise staff, like you have like fifteen jobs that you do. <laughs> I swear, like 
and from hosting this trivia and now you're like you're probably in the kitchen too doing stuff you know like it's crazy and that's exactly what i thought too and i thought about like their sleeping arrangement they're probably like in this small room in cots right. you know like with like five cots in this tiny space getting a quick rest before they go back but out. see I, that'd be my jam though like if i was hugh's age now i'm old right but Back in the day, like I would have loved, I would have eaten that up because it was, you know, it's going to be short term, you know, it's not going to be like for three months, it's going to be for a few days and you're going to get to do something totally different than the norm, you know, and you're going to have, you're going to work your butt off. I mean, you're going to work hard, but I mean, that's what most of these kids down there that are working on the, everybody, you know, that they're not against hard work. You know, they work hard every day. It'll just be a different kind of work. Just with my personnel, I would have loved been like a, like a host of like a trivia or something yeah, or whatever. Same. I know. Like, oh, like, so much fun. Ballroom dancing, I couldn't do that. I can't juggle, yeah. but I, I could do some trivia. I could host. But it would be entertaining to watch a guy <laughs> who's supposed to be like a magician juggler not juggle. Like that's that's funny. Exactly. Oh well, good show tonight, Scott. This is always fun, yeah. and uh, do it again next Sunday night. Let's do it. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna get out of here, and uh, of course. We have shows this week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for your listening pleasure. And we always appreciate you listening to the podcast. You guys make this so much fun. Our shows are always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. They're over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. Check out all the uh, information over at Patreon.com slash Podcast. Give Scott a follow on the social media on Sunday mornings and sometimes Saturdays too. You get the odds on him winning in his golf rounds. And it's pretty awesome. Spoiler alert. I always lose. But. Well, I mean, you never know though. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to make the victory sweeter when it happens. Check him out at Epscott E P S C O T on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BR guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter as well. You got to be a Mizzou fan to get my latest reel or at least go and check out the highlights from Saturday night's game. We have a gigantic kicker. He's known as the thicker kicker. Okay. He's huge, but he can drill field goals. Okay. I've wondered. So I said that to Elizabeth yesterday while watching the game and I'm like, and he was drilling them. Yesterday. Oh, that's who he's known as. He's, he markets I was himself. Like, I was like, that guy is huge. Yeah. Elizabeth. She's like, no, he just looks like a normal football player to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's he was lined up to, I was like, if he was lined up to other kickers, you would understand. Oh, he's, he looks like guy, a linebacker. Yeah, he looks like humongous. Yeah, he, I mean, like, he's his whole thing. I mean, we even announce him as the when he hits the field goals. It's good. It's the thicker kicker. And That's so, so funny. Yeah, I didn't Harrison know that. Is. That guy is. Yeah, that guy should be like a, an offensive lineman. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's crazy. <laughs> and he's crazy too. His brother's like a great kicker too up in Iowa. I think he's Iowa, yeah. Iowa State, one of those. Anyway, again, here we go talking football. We apologize. We cannot help it. But we're going to be back again next Sunday night. Of course, join us for that 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. But until then, we love you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.